from Landgram <laughs> Brewing Company, Columbus, Ohio. I'm good at that. Oh, that's good. Did you like that? Were you recording that one? Yeah. Land Grant Brewing presents Land Grant University. Beers with the Brewers. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Land Grant University presents Beers with the Brewers. I am your host, Eric, and I am joined today with Mr. Walt Keys. How's it going? And Chris Helderman. Hello. And today we are introducing David. Hello, David Welch. Our new brewer. How are you doing? I'm doing well. We'll say newish brewer. Newish brewer. Newish. Newest. So uh, if you haven't. New to the podcast. If you haven't already uh, been able to tell by the name of the podcast episode, we are not going to be featuring a beer this afternoon. Uh, Instead, we are going to be interviewing and saying hello and giving David Welch a nice, uh, warm welcome to the Land Grant family. Uh, But before we get to that, uh, we're going to go around the horn. Tell us uh, what beers we're drinking. What what, what do you got in that that glass right now? I grabbed an It's Pouring Again Juicy IPA. Lovely. Mr. Balloon Hands. I I think we call it a tart sour ale. Full pint. But it's a a Berliner Weiss. Was that packaged this week? This has been packaged for a while. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, hey, I haven't... uh, I I think they put it on tap uh, before the weekend. Gotcha, gotcha. But it's not flavored this time. There's no strawberry, no peach, no lavender. No, this is is just straight balloony. Okay. Um, the way it was intended. No, it just that's uh, <laughs> it's uh, we use balloon hands as our base for a lot of beer, a lot of sour beers because we think it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's just the just the OG. Awesome. And David, what do you got? Uh, I got house beer today. Something Can't go nice wrong and with easy house to start with. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm drinking a Lifty. I saw that we have it back on tap, so it's been a minute since I've had one. It still tastes as good as ever. So. Well, uh, we have a script here of uh, questions, David, for you, but we, uh, I know you have some prepared answers, too, so we might go off script and try and uh, throw you uh, in the ringer here. Um, but we'll start with uh, question one. What was, uh, what's your path to brewing, man? How did you get here? What, what led you to Land Grant and uh, wanting to pursue a passion of brewing? Oh, really all started by accident. So I was working an office job, 9 to 5, sitting at a desk all day. Absolutely hated it. Yeah. Absolutely hated it. And so I left that. And decided I was going to go back to my bartending job, um, at least make some money and do something at least I knew I liked doing, at least a little bit. And I took, my job was lucky enough to offer me a month off before, in between, and I did nothing but job search for that entire time. And just kind of came across the distribution position down in Charlotte uh, for a local brewery and was like, you know what, I don't know if that's exactly what I want to do, but... At least go take the interview, see what they have to say, worst case scenario. Um, so ended up going for the interview, talking with everybody, and ended up finding out it was an entry-level position for the entire brewery. So basically every single person that works at the brewery started in distribution and worked their way up. And once I found that out, I decided to give it a try and absolutely loved it. Loved the culture, loved the people, loved being on my feet all day, making something tangible, and, you know, working in craft beer is, well, anyone that loves craft beer is something they've always wanted to do. Yeah, so did you, like, have a passion for craft beer before that started, or did it kind of introduce you to the world of craft beer? Uh, a little bit of both. So after graduating from The Ohio State University and moving down to Charlotte, um, I feel like the beer scene down there was a lot bigger than it was here, or at least I was exposed to. Mm-hmm. So I moved down there, and there were already, who knows, 40 breweries inside their 270. 
Um, and so that's really where I got introduced to, I guess, the majority of craft beer. Um, and yeah, look back ever since. So worked down there in Charlotte for about three and a half years, all the way from distribution to assistant distribution manager to packaging. Uh, and then after a certain time, decided to come back to Columbus. And I worked at Sideswipe Brewery for the last, basically all of 2021. So doing a little bit, of, that was my first introduction to brewing. Um, so by that point, I've worked in every position there is to do in, in a brewery except for the front office. So um, started there and then started uh, here at Land Grant in early February. Well, welcome. Walt, you want to take the next question? Sure. What? This is, I feel like we asked the, this question pops up a lot, and it's always it's like it's question. always like really hard to answer for everybody. But that's why I give it we're, to you. We're gonna throw it out again. But what is what would you say your favorite beer of all time is? Yeah, so obviously picking one was impossible, so I decided to at least try and narrow it down to three, at least a good starting point. Um, so my first one would be Magic Hat Number Nine. That was really my introductory craft beer and the first real craft beer I really really enjoyed. Um, right up my alley, too, a nice West Coast Pale Ale or West Coast uh, IPA, kind of right in that area. Uh, other than, after that, it'll be uh, one of the breweries I worked at in Charlotte, Old Mecklenburg's Yulebach. It's a winter bourbon, bo- a winter bock. Um, really nice, rich cherry, roasted cherry notes to it, high viscosity. It's just a perfect winter Christmas beer for me. Uh, and then my last one is actually a uh, land grant beer is Open Always. Uh, tried that uh, when you guys laid it, released it about a year ago or so, and I couldn't get enough of it. I mean, my roommate and I probably bought 30 cases of it. Oh, my and, gosh. Yeah. Everywhere we could find it, we, we bought them out of it until we couldn't find it anymore. That's a lot of open always. Yeah. I <laughs> absolutely love that beer. All right. Uh, beer, beer, Okay. Um, oh, yeah. I actually do like this question. Is there a beer style you have not brewed before but would like to? Um. I'm sure there are a lot more beer styles than I came across or could think of, uh, but the only one I could really think of that I haven't brewed before is a Goza, and the answer would be no, because they all taste like salt water to me. Amazing, <laughs> delicious I mean, salt I know, water beer. I know people like them, but I, I've never had one I could get farther than one sip through. Oh, that's disappointing. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, I'm always down there's to try a, new, new beers. There's a Westbrook that kind of, Westbrook down South Carolina, they do a Goza. I feel like that was a... They're kind of ahead of ahead of the curve on that style coming back, and I like that one. That is the proper pronunciation, right? Gosa, not goes. I don't Goza. know. There can never be a straight answer on that. Oh, I've heard. I, I heard it was called a husa before. Yeah, I've heard different people whose opinion I respect pronounce it both ways, so I have no idea. It either tells you nobody's respectable, or they're I, both I wrong. I think I think probably either is uh, considered acceptable at this point. Fantastic. I always say it goes, but hey, let's 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 check the. I mean, we can keep going, but I'll I'll, I'll check some, uh, some we'll, references. We'll check, we'll check back in with you, but let's get let's get back to David here. Uh, so, David, if you had your chance to brew any commercial beer out there, what what would it have to be out there that you'd want to do? Um, so, it'd be Winter Bourbon Cascale, and they don't they don't make it anymore. It was an old Michelob Anheuser Busch Winter beer um, that me and my uh, old roommate used to drink again a lot of. Um, just it was a perfect another great winter beer. I mean that nice vanilla cinnamon spice and then plenty of that bourbon. Uh, it's like a bourbon brown ale, and yeah, it was one of my favorite beers I've ever had. Um, well, you I, should try and uh, talk Chris into letting you bring your own version of that to Lane Grant. Yeah, since it's out of commission at uh, would you say it was Michelob? Yeah, I think it was a Michelob Anheuser Busch product. We could do a Lane Grant version of that. Yeah, it sounds tasty to me. Yeah, what do you I, say, Chris? 
It's possible. <laughs> okay. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Um, well, cool, man. Uh, well, so of the land grant beers that you've had, which would you say is the one that surprised you the most since you've been here? Um, the house beer I'm drinking right now is a bit of a surprise because these light beers, lagers, or pilsners are really hard to get right because there's, there's, not, there's nothing to cover up flavor. The so lager get, revolution's coming, man. Yeah. So, you know, it's got the low ABV, very simple, got great flavor, um, high drinkability, uh, clean, crisp, tasty. I mean, it's just a high-quality beer. So I enjoy a lot of those here after work. With that, with that beer, I actually had another brewery uh, represented from another brewery come in, and I he got a house beer, and I said, "How would you like the house beer?" And he says, "I didn't notice it," <laughs> and that's like the biggest compliment <laughs> for that beer is like, I just wanted a beer. I didn't want to like really yeah. notice anything in it. Yeah. I was not tasting it. I was just drinking a beer, and I, and that's the first time I've ever heard someone like respond like that. And I was like. That's actually that's actually a great way to respond to that beer. Is like if you're drinking a, a premium lager or a light lager or something like that. Like if you don't notice it, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you sit down the and then it's gone. Yeah, and you get another one. That's how that's you how only it notice when it's empty. You're like, wait a second. I was I guess I'll get another one. Well, uh, since we have to answer ask this question on uh, every uh, episode, how many house beers could you crush, David, uh, if you had a six pack and you were drinking <laughs> responsibly? How crushable is it? On a scale of one to ten. Or, I'm no, sorry, whoa, no, one to six. What am I saying? One to ten. One to six. Come on. <laughs> With house beer, just feels this like you a, do ten. <laughs> this is an <laughs> index that we've developed over years. This is a this we is a scale, David, from the, from the crushability scale. If you uh, are, if you get on this podcast again, which I'm sure you will, we do uh, whenever we are featuring a, a beer, we like to go around the horn and rate it on a one to six crushability scale. So, house beer, where would you put that for yourself? Oh, definitely uh, at least a five. Yeah. House beers are pretty crushable beer. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think it's been determined as an official six crusher. Yeah. Yeah. Also, balloon hands. Six crusher? Probably a six crusher for me. This lifty, as delicious as it is, I could probably only do four lifties. I like balloon hands, but anything tart gets knocked down a couple for my... Yeah. You know, I've, I have terrible reflux, and I should knock it down because it, it makes a bad day for Chris, but uh, but I'll still do it. Any uh, other brewery-related questions for David? What's your favorite brewery that you've ever visited? Oh, nice one. Ooh, ever visited? I yeah. mean, I mean ever, favorite brewery I've ever visited would have to be uh, Sierra Nevada in Asheville. I mean, that's... Basically, like a holy temple of beer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's in that whole town in general, really. But uh, just location alone. I mean, Sierra Nevada has good beers, but prefer the more local stuff, obviously. Um, but it, it's just a beautiful place. You get to wander around and see everything that they do. And it's, you know, the guided tours and the free samples. And <laughs> yeah. Do you do right, any uh, home brewing on the side? I have never done any home brewing. Oh, wow. So you've only used professional equipment to That's brew. That's correct. Interesting. And I did talk to a couple of the brewers I used to work with, and some of them did and some of them didn't. The ones that didn't always said, I didn't want to bring my work home with me. Right. So it is on the list of things to do. My buddy is a big home brewer, so nice. he's always trying to get me to come over and do stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to spend my, you know, one of my days off a week doing work-related stuff. That's definitely not the approach Dan Schaefer takes. I no. know that. Dan Schaefer, I think he might brew more at home than... <laughs> well, let's put it this way. I haven't home brewed since I started professionally brewing. I should. I just... 
for whatever reason. I can I can name a lot of reasons, but they're all just excuses. But uh, Dan Schaefer brews probably at least three times a month. Yeah, it cracks me up because, yeah, whenever we're like, we'll be kicking around some idea for a beer. Like, hey, we want a beer that kind of fits this. Like, does anyone have anything in mind, you know, recipe-wise or whatever? And Dan's almost, Dan almost always is like, well, you know, I just homebrewed this crazy thing. Um, I've been really dialing in, dialing it in at home, and I think it could be good. And it's like, man, it's commitment to fermentation there. Um, I'm by Dan Schaefer, our head brewer. This is a behind the scenes behind the scenes scoop I was unaware of. How many of Dan Schaefer's home recipes make it to Langrant recipes? I know Lemon Glow started as a as a different sort of a recipe, but it was based on. I think it might have been like a sour beer he was working on at home, but it had similar like profile, and he adapted it into the pale ale. Yeah, um, there's definitely a so there's a ton of inspiration that comes from there. He. Uh, it's kind of like our pilot system here. And now, things aren't generally one-to-one as far as, um, you know, we're trying to brew a lemon pale ale. A lot of times we won't brew a lemon pale ale on the pilot system. We we will have, we'll brew something else that then gets us to that, that question. Um, but, uh, yeah, so like the lemon sour, I think, I think it was. So he would do that. La Terrasse, if you... Um, remember that pilot batch that came from a cocktail idea that he I believe he did at home mm-hmm. and then yeah it's based here. on like a cocktail that he had somewhere in France mm-hmm. yeah it's basically Dan brews at home what he likes to drink yeah and uh, then we adapt it for what the masses like <laughs> for to the drink general public yeah <laughs> very cool well uh, David this has been a pleasure any uh, any questions for us the Land Grant team. I uh, was not prepared for that. No, uh, I'm out. Springing them on you. <laughs> what are your guys' favorite beer that you've brewed since you've been here, or has brewed since you've been here? I think I, I think about this all the time, and it always goes back and forth. But I think my my favorite at the moment is fruit slices, the light citrusy sort of uh, hot bomb of, of fruit slices is, is my favorite right now. I will remain consistent with my answer of lemon yeah. glow. It's uh, I think the hazy pails are right in my my sweet spot um but that one's my favorite and it's also my favorite looking can that we've done i have no idea what i've said in the past <laughs> and i'm sure it changes all the time um the favorite beer i've ever brewed would have to be either the i'm not sure if i brewed the grudzitsky or if i just said hey brew this <laughs> hey we should do this um or or franklin pub ale i really like franklin pub ale what kind of style is that? Like a pub ale? It's like, like an English egg? mild, right? Okay. It's an ESB. Yeah, ESB. It, take on right. an ESB. before my time. An extra special bitter. Um, but, yeah, that was my recipe, so that's always kind of fun. I don't have a whole lot of recipes around. You go in to bring back in the fall for a taproom exclusive. That's a good beer. Sounds yeah. nice. It's a great beer. To, it's a great food beer. It's mm-hmm. a, it's it's like, a, you know, if you were to go to an English pub and you would be like, I want a beer, I feel like that would be something they would hand you. Yeah, if you, if you just went in, one beer, please. Yeah. Um, that's probably what they would give you. Yeah, much like if you said one beer, please, we should probably hand you a house beer. Um, that's kind of it's kind of the vibe that I was going for. Because um, I, I do love malt. And it has my favorite hop in it, which is Fuggles. Um, kind of tastes <laughs> like dirt. Wait, I'm sorry. Your favorite hop was what? Fuggles. Fuggles. Okay. Two G's and Fuggles. Yep. Otherwise, it'd be Fugles. <laughs> And then we have to get Chuck Mangione in here. <laughs> All right, David, unrelated to beer, what is your favorite? What, what, what can we find you doing when you're at the brewery? 
A lot of outdoor stuff. Golf, disc golf, kayaking, snowboarding, hiking, camping, uh, for the most, especially during the summer months. Winter, you know, reading a book, playing video games, uh, watching TV. Um, Any good shows right now? Uh, what am I? I don't even know what I'm... I'm just re-watching old stuff right now. Nice. I need to find something new to watch. Uh, Ledger Kenny, I'm kind of holding on uh-huh. to that last season. So I'm, I'm not sure if all the episodes are out for the newest season, but I'm waiting for all of them to come out because I'd like to sit and binge-watch all of them in one day because yeah, they are just a whole bunch of uh, puns and language humor <laughs> coming full speed at you. Ledger Kenny. Well, Walt, Chris, do you guys have any final questions uh, related or unrelated to beer for David before we move on? No, I don't think so. Have we fully represented a lot of who you are? Yeah, for a good part, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Well, David, cheers to you, man, and welcome to the uh, Land Grant team, and we look yeah. forward to having you on future episodes of Beers with the Brewers podcast. Yeah. We'll get this yeah. click on the mic. Oh, look at that. Yeah, absolutely. So happy to be here. Loving it so far. Awesome. Well, hey, Walt, can we transition into uh, what's happening into the, uh, at the brewery here this week? It would be a dream come true. Oh, please, blow us away. Well... Oh, boy, do we have a lot of stuff, it looks like. Um, let's see here. Today's Thursday, and we have nothing going on, so that's a good start. <laughs> Great start. <laughs> Just the usual uh, business as usual. Uh, Ray Ray is here Thursday through Sunday, so um, Ray Ray is here today. Come eat some barbecue and drink some beer. Um, Friday is Earth Day, and the Ohio State School of Earth Sciences will be set up here at the Beer Garden from 5 to 9 showcasing what they're working on and how it relates to sustainability, climate change, um, and all things uh, sort of environmental and sustainability related. So come check that out on Friday, tomorrow, 5 to 9. Um, Saturday, oh, look at this. Ray Ray's is bringing back their brunch menu for the spring and summer. Uh, So they will be serving brunch starting at 1130 uh, through to, sorry, from 1130 to 2.00. So come on down early and get some Ray Ray's brunch. Get those B's and G's. The Columbus crew are away against Kansas City at 8.30 p.m., and boy, do they need a win. So come out and support them and cheer them on. We will have it on in the beer garden, weather permitting, uh, and in the tap room. But it's supposed to be pretty nice this weekend, so it should be a good one to watch outside. Uh, Let's see, Saturday, or sorry, that's that's on Saturday. Sunday, um, we are launching our Formula One race watch uh, series we'll call it um, we will be opening for all formula one races uh this summer season um i believe they're all on sundays at various times but this one is at 9 a.m um amelia romagna did i say that right you know when i, I was th- reading the show notes i thought that was a person but now i'm starting to think yeah that's i think the name that might the be the name of the grand prix yeah. so if you are a race fan or want to be um there should be some folks down here um, that are excited to watch that with you, and we'll obviously have beer, and uh, and Rarys will be open, I guess, towards the end of the race. So come on down. Um, and then uh, also Sunday, Kaleidoscope is hosting a drag brunch in the beer garden. Um, it's a suggested five dollar donation to get in. Uh, doors open at eleven, shows at noon, um, and uh, we recommend you bring some cash to tip the performers. And to enter the 50-50 raffle, um, yeah, Ray-Rays will be here serving brunch, um, and it looks like we've got (laughs) all kinds of difficult, like, Italian-looking words today. (laughs) Belgica? 
Belgica Confection, Confections. Yeah. Um, they'll be here serving uh, brunchish breakfast dish food as well. Boy. Monday is Cornhole League. That starts June 6th. Go register now at gocornhole.com. Elevated Wood-Fired Pizza is back here on Monday. Come eat pizza, drink beer. It's not that hard. Tuesday, Pop Culture Trivia, hosted by Travis. That's every Tuesday. It starts at 6. Um, we do that outside when the weather permits, and Tortilla Street Food is here. Grant was just eating a burrito um, from Tortilla next to us, and it was the yeah. largest burrito I've ever seen. So you gave it a five-star review, too. Come yeah. eat a tortilla burrito and drink beer on Tuesdays. Play trivia. We're actually going to have movies starting up in May um, following trivia on Tuesdays, too. So um, you can just make a whole night of it. Um, then Wednesday, Paws and Pints Dog Happy Hours, 5 to 8 with Buckeye Paws. Uh, you can bring your least and well-behaved dog down the beer garden and have a beer. 10% of the night's proceeds benefit uh, Growler's Dog Bones. Um, and we'll have pop-ups from Pet Wants. The Buckeye Lady and more. Okay, and that's all weather permitting, because unfortunately dogs are not allowed inside, and we don't want them to get rained on or struck by lightning or anything like that. So, yeah. Well, I'm super excited. And, uh, two fat Indians, here. Oh, <laughs> and that's all of I got. Course, of course, they're here every Wednesday. I'm super excited for the movie series this year. I uh, always, you know, when I host, like to bring it back to movies and TV. What do you guys hope to see at the uh, movie series this year? If you were programming it, what would you? Uh, what would well, you put I in did program it. Did so you that's really? A loaded question. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited now. What, 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 what movie are you looking forward to the most of your programming? Can you give us a sneak peek, Ken? Clue. Clue's not on there. Ooh, that's a great movie. It is a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we should add it. Is it. Yeah, it's not too late, right? We can lock it in. I think the movie I'm most excited for is one of my favorite movies ever. I've seen it a lot of times, but uh, this is or, um, this is Spinal Tap. I love Spinal Tap. That's a great movie. Yeah. Great pick. I, yeah, I'll be here for that one for sure. I think I would love to see Jaws on the Jumbotron. I don't know if that's in the Stay program tuned. or not, but... Jaws sounds like a good time on that on that you outdoor know, beer garden to me. It could be, it could be coming right around the time that the movie takes place. Fantastic! What, what movies would you guys want to watch, Chris and David? Uh, Jurassic Park, the oh, original one. That's one. one of my favorite movies of all Look time. Even well, as a kid, so like I Chris, highly, highly recommend. Chris is going like to be the only disappointed one. person at the table. It looks like. <laughs> Ooh, oh yeah, cool. that's right. So I went to Universal, and if you when you walk through Universal Studios, the the park, the amusement park, I swear, in like half the park, you just hear Jurassic Park <laughs> being played, like the theme song, and it's fantastic. No. That's going to be stuck in my head the rest of the day now. Yep, you're welcome. Yeah, it reminds me of when my friend got married, the, I guess, priest looked exactly like the the guy who built Jurassic Park. Oh. You know, <laughs> yeah, with yeah, the white yeah. beard. And yeah. like the, ah, what is that actor's name? That yeah. guy? Yeah, yeah. I know and uh, I was in the wedding, and so we're standing up there on the on the steps waiting for, you know, everyone to get married and stuff. And... Uh, what you do, by the way? My, my buddy, who was also in the wedding, was standing right behind me, and he just started like whistling very faintly <laughs> the Jurassic Park theme song, and just goes, "Welcome to Jurassic Park," and I've like lost it Amazing. standing up there on, uh, on the dais. Yeah, related to Jaws, uh, surprisingly good um, board game Jaws. I highly recommend it. Wait, there's a movie board game version of Jaws. Yeah. Oh wow! So Fantastic. you run around trying to. Um, save uh, beachgoers from Jaws. There is three people trying, 
I think, up to three people trying to uh, thwart Jaws, and one player is Jaws, and you don't know where Jaws is, and you're trying to, to, to get Jaws. And then, at some point, Jaws attacks. You flip the board game over, which is kind of cool, and then you're on the boat, and Jaws is, is eating the boat, and you have to, like, kill Jaws before he eats the boat, and you I die. I love that you just keep calling the shark Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> what is, what is it? It's it's just called, I think he's just called the shark. But, but the noise is Jaws. But it's, Jaws. He's Jaws. Okay. No, it's I, I can roll with that. That's awesome. Uh, Chris, let's circle back. Did you, uh, did you find the proper pronunciation for... Uh, so it appears... I, it appears I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> I always like to just call it a goes. But uh, apparently, uh, from what I've seen, the majority of people call it a goza. So mm, like fancy. nose with an uh at the end. So it's more like goza. Huh? Mm-hmm. No, so it's Goza. So there you but go. Just because most people would say it, though, doesn't mean it's right. That's true. So. Uh, I like that. Well, everybody, thank you uh, all for tuning in to this week's episode. I know that eagle-eyed listeners will probably uh, note that uh, Adam had maybe mentioned something about Pool Party coming up in a future episode. That will be happening in a future, future episode. But next week, uh, we have a return of a hazy IPA. One Capital Companions, it looks like. So look forward to that. Cool. And on that note, thank you, everybody, for listening. Please remember to tip your bartenders, and we will see you all here next week. Thanks, guys. Yeah.